welcome to the West Cheltenham podcast. We want to see communities and places buzzing with the extraordinary presence of Jesus. Join us live on YouTube every Sunday at 10.30am. We really hope you enjoy this message. Thank you, Carol. So we're starting a new series today, which is going to go on for the next six weeks, looking at some of the parables of Jesus. So let's start by asking the question, what is a parable? Well, I like the definition of an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. When Jesus told these parables, he was talking relevantly so the people um, that were around him. So he, he would um, tell a story like this of the lost sheep, where people understood the value of a sheep. Some stories can be the most powerful teaching tools. As human beings, we have a natural um, inclination to like stories. So whether that's a a book, uh, because I always find reading a novel much easier than reading a history book or a technical book. Or maybe... Um, it's the countless hours we spend watching TV, whether it's a half-hour programme that we watch every week or a whole Netflix series. I don't consider myself to be one of the best teachers, but I recognise that if I don't mix some stories and illustrations in, um, we wouldn't be having just church on Sunday, we'd be having a slumber party. Jesus, however, he was the master teacher. He used stories to teach. He used them because they were entertaining and also because they would stretch the minds of those people listening. Often his own disciples wouldn't understand straight away the meaning of the story. But Jesus would always let them think about it before explaining. All good teachers make their students think about things before explaining them, and Jesus was the master teacher. Stories are an invaluable tool to a teacher. We're going to be talking about lost things today, namely Jesus' parable of the lost sheep. Now, we've all lost something at time to time. Children. (laughs) Keys. I've usually got my keys in my pocket when I'm looking through every other pocket. Um, Maybe it was our children on the beach or a supermarket. I just wonder if Jesus was telling this story today, what he would use instead of a sheep. Because we're not farmers, are we? don't think we've got any farmers. So I thought he might tell the story of the lost golf ball. Um, Some of these golf balls are about three or four pounds each. Each! And the way I lose them, dear, dear. Or maybe the lost child on the beach. Here's a story um, of some parents that lost a child. 
The boss of a big company needed to call one of his employees about an urgent problem with one of the main computers. He dialed the employee's home telephone number and was greeted with a child's whispered, Hello! Feeling put out at the inconvenience of having to talk to a youngster, the boss asked, Is your daddy home? Yes, whispered the small voice. May I talk with him, the man asked. To his surprise, of, to the surprise of the boss, the small voice whispered, No! Wanting to talk with an adult, the boss asked, Is your mummy there? Yes, came the answer. May I talk with her? Again, the small voice whispered, No. <laughs> Knowing that it was not likely that a young child would be left home alone, the boss decided he would just leave a message with the person who should be there watching over the child. Is there anyone there besides you? The boss asked the child. Yes, whispered the child. A policeman. <laughs> Wondering what a policeman would be doing at his employee's home, the boss asked, may I speak with a policeman? No, he's busy, whispered the child. Busy doing what? Asked the boss. Talking to Mummy and Daddy and the fireman, <laughs> came the whispered answer. Growing concerned and even worried as he heard what sounded like a helicopter through the earpiece on the phone, the boss asked, what is that noise? A helicopter, answered the whispering voice. What is going on there, asked the boss, now alarmed. In an awed, whispering voice, the child answered, The search team just landed the helicopter. Alarmed, concerned and more than a little frustrated, the boss asked, Why are they there? Still whispering, the young voice replied, along with a muffled giggle, They're looking for me. <laughs> it's easy to get lost, isn't it? What does Jesus say about getting lost? I'm going to start um, looking at this story from the point of view of the sheep. Has anybody ever spoken to a sheep? No. Okay, not me. So I have an idea, uh, so I have no idea, sorry, what their view of the world is, but I'm going to try. We've all seen sheep. They're not exactly the kings of the jungle. They're easy prey for predators. They are slow-ish, easy to catch, and have no real way of protecting themselves apart from butting. I've never heard of anybody being mauled by a sheep. So who are the sheep that Jesus is talking about? The sheep are you and me. The sheep are the ones he has come to seek and save. We are the ones that are lost and defenceless, and we are easy to catch, at least in the spiritual world. If the fight is between a sheep and a wolf, the wolf is always going to win. If the match is between us and Satan, 
who wants to take us away from the shepherd, then Satan will win unless we have a shepherd to protect us. Not only are sheep defenceless, harmless and docile, they are also easily led. A bag of food is all you need. Sheep walking is an actual thing. I went to a, like a, a village fete recently and they were charging people to walk sheep. Amazing. George Orwell, in his novel Animal Farm, portrays sheep as the gullible followers of communism. They blindly follow the whims of others, being taught to believe one thing by one animal and then quickly changing their minds when another animal tells them something else. Now, isn't that a description of ourselves? We often believe one thing only to change our minds when something else comes along. We're easily led astray by our appetites. Things like power, popularity, consumerism, drugs, alcohol, food, amongst numerous others. We often blindly or knowingly, blindly or knowingly, get led astray. We sheep are gullible, ready to follow the crowd. It's an awful thing to be lost. We need a shepherd. So now we have a picture of what it's like to be the sheep in Jesus' story. We're defenceless, gentle, unable to stand up to our predators, and we will follow anything. We need a shepherd. Lucky for us, there is one in this story, that, and he comes to find us. We hear in the story that there's a total of 100 sheep, and only one wanders off. But instead of being content to have 99 sheep safe and sound, the owner of the sheep goes off to find the one who is lost. And when he finds it, he comes back celebrating. Imagine that you are a first, first century Jew. That's who Jesus is talking to. We can learn a lot by putting ourselves in that place. We need to understand the economics of the time. Number one. Sheep were the most important livestock of all. The Jews didn't eat much meat because it was expensive. Sounds familiar. But when they did eat meat, it was sheep. Most importantly, they produced wool. This was used for clothing and other things such as carpet or rugs. This is no ordinary animal. It was a very valuable animal. In these times, there was not much middle ground. You were either poor or rich. A man with a hundred sheep, he was rich. He had to be rich to have that many sheep. The owner wasn't happy to write off this one sheep as a business expense. 
He didn't look at what he'd lost. A poor person would definitely look, have looked for his sheep because it was their only one. But a rich man, he had others. The point Jesus was making here is that God isn't content with what he has, but what he's lost. Think of church. We are happy that we have a core group of 40 people. We're good. But what about the ones we've lost? In our businesses, we are losing staff, but the bottom line profit has increased. In the world we live in, relationships are cheap. Who cares what we've lost? Let's move on to the next one. Who cares what I've lost? Just look at how much I still have. You know, this shepherd, he's not like that. He worries about the sheep he's lost and he goes out to find it. He actively goes after the one who's lost. He doesn't just sit back and think, oh, it's only one, I've still got 99. Sheep have to be found and Jesus realises that. No one comes to him unless he goes out to find them. Finally, after the shepherd finds his lost sheep, he brings it home and starts to give it a guilt trip for running away. He beats it up for being such a bad sheep. He never lets it forget how badly it messed up and how it had better not leave again. Right? No, that's not what happens at all. The owner comes home and throws a party over the one that was lost and is now found. He is so happy that the wayward sheep has returned that he doesn't care about all the trouble he's had to go through to find it. He wants everyone to know it's, re it's returned and he wants them to celebrate with him. There's no guilt, no reminders, just acceptance. You need the shepherd, and so do I. I'm too weak to make it on my own. I need a shepherd, and so do you. The good news is, he's already looking for us. The journey started about 2,000 years ago, and it was on the road to Calvary, where he carried a cross, and he began his search for us. And he won't stop looking until he's found us or we run further away. That's the interesting thing about this shepherd. He won't force us into his arms. It's our choice. There's no traps, no ropes, nothing to force us to come. You as the sheep and me as the sheep have to come to the shepherd. But he will carry you home. So what's stopping you from coming to the open arms of Jesus? What are the things that you're chasing that lead you away from him? Stop chasing the temporary things and turn to the shepherd. Turn to Jesus. Even if he's brought you home one or more times already and you left again, he's ready to bring you back. You just have to come to him. 
after the service, there'll be people uh, over to my left uh, from our prayer team. If this is you, if you've been away and you want to come back, go and sit with them over there and they'll help you. And we have a song now that, that I picked. Um, it's a song that most of us will know, but it's a long time since we've sung it. And it was really meant for the children. But as Derek once pointed out to me, we're all children of God. Thanks so much for listening. To hear more messages like this, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, head to westchelt.org.uk or search Westchelt across social media. We love you. We can't wait to see you again. Thank you.